Welcome. Once again, it is the Teeves and Kid Phoenix versus Halloween month of Halloweeny topics. And this week is going to be fantastic, spectacular. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be spooky, cringy. Uh, I should tell people, Teeves, I'm I'm wearing my ghost face mask right now for this podcast. Because that's what we're talking about oh. today. Is that why you're wearing that? I thought you were just wearing that because um, you didn't want the FBI to know your whereabouts No, after that last podcast. It's not the FBI that I'm worried about. It's always the NSA. Always, always, always the NSA. Every single time. As a matter of fact, hi, NSA. We're, we're good. I'm, I'm fine. I don't, I'm not doing anything that I shouldn't be doing. We're fine. We're good. Everything's good here. How are you? Uh, anyway, yes, we are talking Scream. I understand that this year is the 25th anniversary of Scream 2, technically. But since we missed the 25th anniversary of the original last year, I thought in my finite level of wisdom that maybe we should just put one and two together for this year's Halloween Spectacular of podcast. Much to Teeves' disagreement, because I found this out this week. Teeves is very anti-Scream, and I did not know that at all. So we are going to get into the crux of that. So let's, Okay, all right. Let's, First of all... Let's start there. Let's start right this there. Is not, this is... Why are you I'm, anti-Scream? I'm being, I'm being unfairly maligned here. Aren't you Mr. Horror, and, and now you're anti-Scream? How dare you, I sir? Love, I'm, I don't look. I'm embarrassed to be your brother one is now. Clever. <laughs> first one is clever. But then after that, it's like, eh, I get it. I Okay. I'll say that about anyone after Scream 2. After Scream 2, like, it kind of went off the rails. Like, if after Scream, yeah. After Scream, Scream 2, it was one a and giant Scream cash but three, four, uh, I, I had thoughts about the 2022 film, and we'll get into that in a second. But Scream 1 and 2 are choice. They are not Friday the 13th. They are not Nightmare on Elm Street. But they are still good slasher movies. I'm not saying they're crappy movies. I'm just saying, like, there's not really, there's nothing, they're not particularly deep. They're, there's nothing to them beyond what's on the surface it's like some dudes i mean yeah there's meta commentary about people that watch movies and stuff like that but all that is is like the movie version of the guy at the party who's like well actually what it's really about is. <laughs> but <laughs> get out of here with that isn't that, that isn't that kind of what makes scream a little unique in that sense the fact yes, that I you know, have that makes it unique yeah, the, it's a self-aware horror film. Like that's that's clever. Like you said, that's unique. That's awesome. I thought. Yeah, I said. What? Yeah, I said it was clever. <laughs> I, I just, said it was clever. I, I'm just. I'm just clever you. like a good pun. <laughs> most people, when I say a pun, most people hate it. But um, here's a here's a pun for you. Here's okay. A good pun for you. Okay. Two guys. Okay. Two guys walk into a bar. That's a limerick. I really shouldn't have. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so you're not anti-anti-screen. You're just anti... Oh. Do you think it gets overhyped in terms of, like, 
the horror genre? Because I know a lot here's of people I think. swear okay. by that franchise. Here's, here's what here's what I think happened. Okay. So you here's what happened. Break it down. So you millennials. Okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, Philistine. You who was hanging out with Franklin Delano Roosevelt, calm the fuck down. Hey man, there is there's no better wingman than dude in a wheelchair. Let me tell you that right Stop. now. Stop. Oh my god. Oh my god. How how was that first fireside chat when you were like 15 years old? That shit was dope. <laughs> All um, right. But yes, commenting on millennials, go. There's a lot of you guys. And for most of you guys, for a lot of you guys, your first real slasher movie is Scream. Therefore, it gets a ton of love. Just a ton of it. I'm not saying it's undeserved. I'm just saying maybe it's given a heightened position of cultural significance because there's one particular group that hold it in high regard. Right. And and that's it that's where that's all i'm coming from but what about millennials like myself who say all right scream is great but i do recognize that without texas chainsaw massacre without friday the 13th without nightmare on elm street without leatherface without everything else that came before scream to make scream as unique and special as it is as basically a pun on all slasher films I acknowledge everything that came before Scream. Yes, I hold Scream in high regard because it was the first slasher film I saw in theaters in 1996. But uh, yeah, I'm just, I, I appreciate where Scream came from, what Scream was. And I it's still a, it's still a definite rewatch this time of year for me. There's Scream and Halloween, there's Plane Trains and Automobiles, on Thanksgiving, and there's Die Hard on Christmas. There's a holiday rotation that I go through. You know this. And what are we watching on New Year's? Uh, Strange Days, I think it was. No, no, no. Oh, Ghostbusters 2. Ghostbusters 2 and or Trading Places. Right, and Trading Places. Now, let's get into a little bit of the culturalness of the Scream franchise, right? So Culturalness. This, okay, I know it's not a word. Bear with me. Wes Craven, who was a part of the Scream franchise, he helped create it to what it was. Could you kind of see it as like a Wes Craven revival a little bit, just because the Nightmare on Elm Street movies weren't really hitting as much as they used to in the early, mid-90s? The Nightmare sequels in the 90s were not great. You have to admit that. Let me paint the scene for you. All right, what it kind of is, what kind of brush are we using there, Bob Ross? It is it is the early nineties. It is nineteen ninety four and ninety five. Um, and this is historically craze. This is historically accurate. Teeves was graduating high school. This is the first time I have accurately depicted Teeves's age on the podcast without making fun of him. I thought you'd appreciate at least that one. The horror, the slasher movies of the 80s had run their course. Right. Um, it was the golden age of video. Video is just starting, so a lot of people are rediscovering a lot of these movies on videotape. Um, right. But in the theaters, there's not really been any significant new slasher or horror movies since Silence of the Lambs. 
Um, and the ones you got were kind of weird, like Event Horizon, Cube. Not to say that they're bad the movies, weird. Not to say they're bad weird, the, but they're just horror movies we weren't used to. Well, Event Horizon is after screen. All the movies that we are getting that are in the... Like, they're all like seven uh, thrillers, kiss the girls, like... Uh, it's more thriller um, suspense, right. We've, I think we talked about this, too. Uh, and then Scream comes along and it's like, hey, we know you've been watching these movies on videotape. We know we all kind of sit around and make the same kind of jokes about these movies. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to make a movie that makes jokes and is kind of in on the joke. That's the thing. That's where it is. That's where it comes from. That's part of its charm. But, you know, like I was pointing out, like Wes Craven wasn't really doing anything after uh, the the heyday of Nightmare on Elm Street. And he and Kevin um, Williamson. Actually, uh, I think Wes Craven's new Nightmare is very, very good and okay. very meta. And probably, now that I think about it, is probably makes a lot of sense coming right before screen because it's a movie about a movie being real. So it's meta aware of Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. Okay. I always forget that part of New Nightmare, like the whole fact that it's uh, kind of making fun of the Nightmare on Elm Street series. It's not making fun of. It's It's what it's saying is, Freddie got out of the movie and now he's killing the actors that were in the movie. Right. I mean, that, and I, I guess Scream just took that and just made that its whole, it, it just expanded on that concept. But like, took that same nugget and like built on it. And with, the idea of a self-aware, of the idea of a world where awareness of horror movies is um, a thing. And then we get to the slasher, the, I always screw this up, protagonist or antagonist, I always forget, I think it's antagonist, right, yes, uh, Ghostface, he's kind of the, mm -hmm. he's the slasher for, for my generation, as you pointed out, because I don't want to say that I was out on Freddy and Jason, it's just that I didn't, quote unquote, grow up with them, so to speak, like, Ghostface was my dude in the late 90s or early mid 90s that's when i was in high school so i would go to see scream and then talk to everybody about the movie everybody's doing ghostface that halloween like it was a whole thing and i'm not even saying that ghostface is the best slasher of all time that honor goes to jason and i will fight anybody that you know disagrees with me jason's number oh, one Jason's one, uh, Leatherface is two, Freddy's three. That's my uh, top three. Michael Myers might be number one, but... Uh... Yeah, Michael Myers was spooky as shit. But yeah, Ghostface as the slasher for a new generation of horror fans. Like, at least they had somebody that I, they could identify with and kind of say, hmm, where did this kind of concept come from? Oh, they that came from, like, movies that were made before 1995 or 96 maybe i should look in on some of this stuff like is there any mm -hmm. credit is there any credit due possibly for that i mean yeah of course the same way you give credit to hip-hop music for for turning people on to james brown music or <laughs> uh or you know a lot of the other beats that got sampled i and i do think that 
sometimes there's just things just run their course. I don't know if and there was a rebooting, so to speak, of the screen movie. I saw it and like I'm st it just didn't it just didn't hit as well as it did in 95 96 and that's understandable that yeah it's exactly sense. that's the problem it's exactly the same it's the same thing 95 and 96 only problem is movies have gotten a lot different people have gotten a lot different and so it's not hitting as hard and we say we've said this about the marvel universe and the dc universe it's hard to impress people nowadays it's it's not about a question of impression i mean Okay, yes, like the, the wow factor takes a hell of a lot more these days. Yeah, I mean, seeing a girl getting killed by a garage door was something you were only seeing in the movies in 1990. Now you can see like four things like that a day on any of the streaming platforms. Right. Um you really got to ball out to catch some eyeballs. You really got to you, you really have to hit that throttle to like 11 if you're really trying to shock and awe people nowadays. Let's talk about two of the protagonists, uh, Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox, and how they kind of use Scream as a platform to kind of show off their range from Party and Five and Friends, respectively. That was a main Friends? reason why they... Party Five and Friends, yeah. Nev Campbell, Party Did Five. start after... No. Scream? No. Uh, Friends was a season or two in before Scream came out. There was, they had a couple seasons in. And one of the things that I read about Courtney right. Cox specifically... I'm going to tell you this right now. Okay. I'm going to tell you this right now. All right. So we're, nobody we're, knew, we're driving off the track. Nobody, nobody knew Courtney Cox from no, from, from no Friends <laughs> before she was in, in Scream. Like... Listen. In Scream, hey man, I was like, "What's this chick from Misfits of Science?" Jesus, I think she was in that. <laughs> wow, what a pull on that! How far up your? I'm ass... checking the tapes on this. How far up your ass did you have to pull yeah. that one? She was Jesus, in Misfits of Science. <laughs> Great pull by me. How right dude, out of the air, dude? Do you need? Wow, I am impressed. But anyway. Uh, friends, how, however you identify with Courtney Cox, as I read, the story goes, Courtney Cox was originally going to be the Nev Campbell character, right? But she didn't want right. to play it because she wanted to show off more of a bitchy range compared to um, the Monica character on Friends. I thought that was interesting. And then Nev Campbell, the same thing. She wanted to play somebody that was a little bit more bitchy compared to her role in Party of Five. I, I never knew that, and I thought I think that's a brilliant move by by the two of them. I mean, sure, a lot of actresses were using horror films to try to change their images from the kind of wholesome images that they had gotten from these other shows that they were on. Famously. Um, Nev Campbell's Party of Five co-star Jennifer Love Hewitt would do the same thing in the I Know series. Correct. Even that, of, I don't even know what the antagonist's name is. I just call him the guy with the hook. Fisherman. That's all I know. The Gordon's I, Fisherman. The Gordon's Fisherman. That's what we call him. <laughs> um, 
But also in this movie, like I thought they did something that was like really weird and interesting because Drew Barrymore was like on the poster for this film, right? Barrymore was killed in the first like 15 minutes of the fucking movie. So they're out Listen, here okay. like Drew Barrymore right. was on the poster. No, stop. I'm stop gonna get talking. some Barrymore family action. Right Just calm and down. No, you have no I have really no Drew Barrymore. Ignorance right I get 15 minutes of Drew Barrymore and that's it. Fuck you, Kevin Williamson. No, I'm kidding. I was. You're really showing the. You're okay. really showing the ignorance. Right All right, go ahead. How how am how am I how am I missing the point here? How am I letting the point fly over my head? So in the movie Psycho. Okay. Right. Yeah. Jennifer Lee. God damn it! I always forget this. Anyway, yeah. So Janet Lee was billed as the star of Psycho. Come see this new goddamn movie with Janet Lee in it. <laughs> I forget it's about it's called this. Psycho. You're gonna love it. I always forget about this part. Janet Lee is this dude's mistress, and they're gonna run off together. She just has to go hang out at this hotel, and the dude will hook up with her later. So she goes and hang out at the hotel, but she gets murdered. And Listen. now we're watching Psycho. <laughs> what the heck? Janet Lee, you were in that movie five minutes. Is that a good honestly though? Is that a cool thing to pull on an audience? Because I think it is. I think more movies need to do that. Because you get these... You um, get these... Actually, I just watched Barbarian, and it kind of does that. Conan the Barbarian? No, it's a new movie in theaters. It was just released in early September of 2022. It's called oh, Barbarian. Okay, <laughs> I, I know what you're talking about. I've, I've seen posters and trailers for it. I'm sorry. But... Yes, um, I, I I do appreciate when screenwriters, movie directors, they throw wild, wicked curveballs. Those 12 to 6 curveballs that you don't know that are coming. You're sitting there, yeah, you're, at, really... you're at the plate, you're ready to hit that high, hard one. And next thing you know, the fucking shit drops off the plate and you're like, what the fuck just happened? Um, It's really hard to do that in the internet age. It really is. And please stop talking about high hard ones. It's not that kind of podcast. Okay, all right. I we know it's not that. <laughs> I, <laughs> you could have just said phrasing and moved on, but you know what? You you wanted to, you wanted to take jabs at me because you, you're an asshole. Um, I will point out, Teeves, the Scream franchise is still making money. Like like it or not, the Scream franchise is still making money. The, the screen that came out last year, I know you're not spending money on it. You're not contributing to the franchise. But a $24 million budget for the screen that came out last year made $140 million at the box office in the middle of the pandemic or the trail in, whatever the hell we're in now. And there's a sequel on the way. Yeah, horror movies make money. Why do you think they keep making them? Oh, my God. And now, and Halloween Ends is out. I don't know if you've seen that or not yet. I plan to see it uh, when it comes out or if it's out already. I plan to see it uh, very soon, very quickly. But yeah, horror movies make money because I think we've referenced it. They're fairly easy to make. You know what? cheap to make. They're not easy to make. Okay, cheap to make. I'm sorry. That's, That's the adjective I was looking for. Sorry. They're cheap to make. And... Lots of people enjoy them, so why not make a hell of a lot more? Like, they're remaking every horror film now. And then 
like we've said before, there's companies like A24 doing some really revolutionary shit right now. Like, Agreed. And like, we will watch anything that A24 puts out and we'll... Well, not anything. Well, not anything. But we'll give most things from A24 a shot. As far as like, and horror movies in general, like, we'll give them a shot. Why the hell not, you know? We are Why gonna, the hell not indeed? We're going to take a little breather, pay some bills, uh, satisfy some of the sponsors, but um, yeah, we'll we'll have Matt Lillard take us out. Maddie, go right ahead. I'll be right back. Oh! You see, you push the laws and you end up dead. Uh, th- thank you, Matt Lillard, for taking us out. Appreciate it. Uh, we're back. It's teasing Kid Phoenix versus Scream. It is the 25th anniversary of Scream 2, and we're just doing both one and two. We're just doing it. Hell with it. We don't care. Also, to satisfy Teaser's requirements to Big BuzzFeed, I have a list, or a uh, favorite, best of, if you will. Of the first two Scream movies, there are a lot of murders. There's a lot of mur- There's a lot of murking in the first two movies. And they are horror movies. Some are, some are clever. Some are not original at all, you know, just like the the slashing of the throat, like you know, this not it's it's cool, but it's not really you know creative because we've seen that before. But there are some really nice murders in these movies, like the first two. So we thought it would be fun to go through and discover what each other's favorite scream kills are. And I would like to go first, if you don't mind. Go for it. So the first one for me, and you hinted it in the first half of the podcast, it's Rose McGowan getting killed by a garage door. I had never seen anything like that. I didn't know something like that was possible. I knew that you could, you know, really hurt yourself if the garage door comes down on you. But I didn't know... To the effect that, you know, potential decapitation was on the way if, you know, you're messing around with the garage door and you're trying to escape through the doggy door, which, Rosa McGowan, what are you doing? What what, what you, were you even thinking? Yeah, I, I, somebody still needs to explain to me why she's trying to get out through the doggy door. Like, I don't get it. I, I don't understand that at all. Like, once she started going through there, I think, like, half the audience that I was with was like, what are you doing? This is not going to work out well. Oh, there it goes. There goes her neck muscles and everything else. The lead up to it, like her fighting Ghostface and throwing beers at him and everything else. I thought she was going to get out of it and like go back to the party and warn everybody. But but no, she decided to go the long way, try to get out through the garage, through the doggy door, as we hinted. And Ghostface was like, eh, no, we're not going to allow that to happen. And uh, yeah, we're just going to take your head clean off. I know I'm Quite starting way with, to go. I know I'm starting off with a whopper. It's hard to top, and I apologize, but uh, I I gotta get this thing started right because that is probably the second best of the first two screen movies. Um, your first boat tease. I don't know how many you have. So I am I wrong or did? Didn't Drew Barrymore die by running out into the pool 
that had a pool cover on it. So she so, so she got stabbed and drowned at the same time? No, I think you're thinking of a whole different franchise altogether. Drew Barrymore was killed after running outside to escape from oh, Ghostface. Right. That's right. And then she that's was right. hanging from a tree. And that was pretty solid yeah, because right. like the the over the gore factor. Like I didn't think how much they were gonna show but just you know, Drew Barrymore's mouth is bloody, and it's just like her intestines are just—they're just spilling out all over the place. Did not ex- did not see that coming. All right. Um. Well, then I'm just gonna go with Stu. Stu Mocker. He got stabbed, and a TV got dropped on his head. <laughs> okay. I was hoping you were gonna bring this up because I'm wondering what is the better. Death by TV murder. Is it that or is it Freddy from Nightmare on Elm Street 3? I was hoping you would bring that up. It's not even close, but I'm just saying. Anything involved with Nightmare 3 is better than anything in Scream. I'm sorry. That's yeah, that's not he's not he's not speaking falsities. That is not wrong. There are the the marionette scene in Nightmare Three, I think I've referenced this on the podcast. Nightmare I, Three is my favorite slasher movie of all of time. all and time. Like it's not it's not even really close. All right, when you say not even really close, are you saying like Nightmare Three is a ten and there's something that's a nine point eight? No, what I'm saying is that Nightmare Three is a is an is a fourteen, and maybe. Halloween, which would be my second favorite, is a 10. The original Halloween. Yes. And you really have that ranked high up there. Jesus. All right. Have you I, watched? Have you ever have you ever watched it? Of have course you ever heard I, of it? Of course I've seen it. Stop it. Of course I, I may have seen it. I may have seen it late, but I've seen it. It's it's all right. I'm gonna tell you. It's I'm gonna ho- tell you something about Halloween. It's that weird it's, ass witch Halloween really movie that is not that never sat well with me. Year of the okay, Witch, Halloween, here or whatever the hell. The Halloween franchise. Yeah, we're not. we're not here to discuss that. We're not. So my my next my next scream kill, <laughs> Omar Epps in Scream Two, the knife through the ear through the bathroom stall. That was great. I'm sorry, Omar. That was that was fantastic because he goes in and he thinks there's some there's some gentleman in the stall next to him or maybe like two people getting it down in there and he puts his ear up to the stall and Ghostface just puts that knife right through his fucking ear canal and into his brain cavity that is just creative that is awesome and it leads and it led to Jada Smith getting murked inside a movie theater where no one seemed to give a shit so yeah, I well that's <laughs> so that's those, be my, that's... those two together those two together well, my next choice, oddly enough, is uh, is going to be C.C. Cooper. That is Jade. That is Jada Pinkett. That is a nice one. The fact that she is looking around and she's in the theater, and everybody's got the plastic knives, everybody's got the ghost face mask on. Nobody seems to care that Jada Pinkett Smith is getting murdered in the middle of the fucking film. That is, I guess, a mockumentary of what happened. At the at the house party, or maybe it was just a I movie that, that was. It was probably just a movie I, I, that was I, based off of the events. That's yeah, what it was. It's it's a movie that's based off of the events of Scream One, right? Which is now starting to make my head hurt. <laughs> Too much meta. It's a little meta. 
lastly for me, and this, I, I'm sorry, I'm, I know I'm showing my ignorance here. Jane Curtis, Drew Barrymore, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Seriously? Scream 2, 97? The, the, the highlight of the Buffy-dom? Sarah Michelle Gellar's not going to make it through the whole fucking film? God damn you, Kevin Williamson. She was on the poster. I'm out here. I'm I am out here. It's I was not her comic. I was it's not her comic. I was all for she does Buffy. Not get to be the star if it is not her comic. I was all set for Buffy versus Ghostface, and it just never happened. And I was pissed. Well, you there's plenty of space on the internet. You can write that fan fiction your damn self. I could. I, I just feel like it wouldn't be my uh it, it wouldn't be my place to number one. Number two, I refuse to do anything or to revive anything that Joss Whedon had a hand in. I'm sorry. That's just how that's just how I roll, Teeves. I think I thought we've discussed this. This is an anti-Whedon podcast. I, I feel like I've taken all the best ones. I'm not gonna lie. Well, you don't really have a third one. You just have you just point out that someone did not get killed. Or you point out that someone got killed yes. that you thought shouldn't. So that's your best kill. Well, yeah, the fact that it was unexpected, like Jane Curtis in Psycho or during Drew Barrymore in the first Scream movie. I thought Sarah Michelle Gellar was going to make it to the end, but I was wrong. All right, I was, I was, I was happy. Third, right, I'm happy. My Don't first, get me wrong. Okay, it was fine. great. It was a great slider. I loved it. My third kill is I'll, I'll give it to uh, Sydney and Gale going all Ed 209 on Mickey. Okay. On Jesus Christ. <laughs> It always comes back to Ed 209 with you whenever weaponry is involved. <laughs> Jesus. I, I, our full full disclosure, I probably saw that movie way sooner than I probably should have. <laughs> I had didn't we all? I'm pretty sure that we all saw Robocop way before we were meant to. But the added bonus of Jamie Kennedy pointing out that hey. This is the moment where the killer leaps up for like one final uh, spook or whatever, and mm -hmm. it, it it again speaking to the meta-ness and it happened actually happening. It just made that it just made that exchange special because Jamie yeah. Kennedy knew it was coming and it happened and it still scared the shit out of people in the audience. Do you, now I have a question for you. All right, can you list all the rules? Jesus Christ. Um, I can. I, I do know that I'll be right back is definitely one of them. I'm trying to remember. I know one is no sex, no drinking or drugs, and then the the I'll be right back one. Because you won't be back. Right. And what are the sequel rules? The kills are always bigger, which not body count is always bigger, deaths are more elaborate. Never ever under any circumstances assume that the killer is dead. Yes. So there are six rules in four in two movies. It's it's a lot to follow, man. Like I'm sorry, but still I appreciate it. One thing that you yeah. can one one thing that you can always count on is that when we say we'll be right back, we will definitely be right back because that is the end of this week's podcast. But we continue on. Series two continues on, and it's just one horror ride after another this month. Teeves, are you? We, we've been excited. We're totally excited. We're into this now. 
Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Let's get spoopy. We're streaming Castlevania. Teebs is watching one Simpsons Halloween episode a day for all 31 days in October, which is That's just a, which is just an amazing idea. And I've, I'm pissed at myself that I didn't think of it before. But we got a lot going on for the month of October. And we're going to keep it going. We're going to keep it rolling because that's what you, that's what everybody expects. So we're going to keep going. Just keep this thing pushing. Like, follow, subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon. Honestly, folks, you know what podcasts are at this point. Like <laughs> wherever you get those, I'm look try- for us. I'm trying to help people out. You know, I'd like to be helpful. It's part of my nature. It's part of my charm. I can't help that. Follow us on Twitter. I am at DLB Royster. Teeves is at TBK. Follow the show at Teeves and Kid Versus. Join us when we stream Castlevania all month long, every Tuesday night in the month of October, starting at 8 p.m. Yeah, Castlevania one through four. We're getting we're getting in here. I there are some people that are like, hey, why aren't you playing Castlevania Bloodlines? Because there's only four weeks in October and we need to save the best of the best. That's why we're not doing Castlevania Bloodlines. Yeah, any anything else to say spooky for for the folks for the October that is Teas and Kid Phoenix versus Halloween? I got nothing. All right, we're out of here. We are going to talk to everybody next week. I am going to go downstairs, pull my pour myself a nice bowl of Count Chocula, and turn on Scream. I'm doing it again. I'm rolling back in there. Let's keep going. Deuces for the series two. We'll talk to everybody next week. Mm-hmm.